through our many engagements daily. We support airmen in emergency financial distress, we help their families achieve their educational goals, and we improve quality of life through proactive community programs. This is Airmen Helping Airmen, a podcast brought to you by the Air Force Aid Society and our generous donors who support airmen and their families. Each episode, we will strive to bring a smile, spark an idea, or perhaps even having you shed a tear. We will share airmen and their family stories in their voices and show you how the Airmen Helping Airmen philosophy still drives our mission today. But why is that important? Because none of it's possible without you. Welcome to our show, Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. I got a very special guest here with me today uh, who happens to be not only a great friend, but he was or is a great colleague who helped me through my time as a chief master in the Air Force. We became very, very close, uh, spending uh, tons of time together, uh, not only in the Pentagon, but out on the road as we both were dedicated on helping Aaron and their families across the force. So I'm just really, really thrilled. Uh, of course, I'm retired now and he's still serving, but I'm thrilled to have with us today uh, the chief master sergeant of the Space Force. Uh, Chief Master Sergeant Roger Toby Toberman. Toby, welcome to the show, my brother. What's happening? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. I, I like your little office. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of walking through all of your decorative choices. Well, well I got to get me that Muhammad Ali uh, yeah. portrait. I like that. I have to get you one, man. You know, of course, that's, you know, one of, one of my heroes and, uh, the books, that's kind of an ode to you, my man. You're you're one of the ones that uh really, really I think I, I thought I was an avid reader until I met you and and then I just got to reading on steroids, kinda of like just like you do. So Oh man, I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna take credit, but I do uh yeah, I, I appreciate everything I see. So so uh yeah, it's great to see you, man. It's it's yeah. really good to see you. Yeah, let me say this before we get started, man. Let's make a commitment because we've been saying this for a long time, but we got to do better, right? We got to do better at catching up and, and spending time together, man. Too. Yeah, for sure. Like that's maybe that's one lesson, right? Like you can't help anybody if you don't if you lose touch with your friends. So <laughs> we got to be better. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man. I know our audience is excited to to hear from you and hear about, you know, uh, everything that's going on with the Space Force. But let's let's kind of start with a, you know, a quick intro and tell everybody who you are. You're pretty famous, uh, you know, across the Air Force and certainly across the, the, the Space Force. But, you know, give us a little bit of background, man, who you are, how'd you end up in this job? And then uh, we can maybe go into how, how, how you like what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, in, in some ways, I, I don't know how I ended up in this job. I, uh, you know, I'm just a... Uh, uh, grew up in a little town in wisconsin little uh country boy and uh kind of um explored a lot of uh dead ends that i created for myself in my life and then i uh, found out uh found out through uh through an aptitude test that the air force thought i could uh learn foreign languages i had a small um debate over that reality with my recruiter uh over 30 years ago because um, i didn't think he knew what he was talking about and then he said hey you know we'll give you a two thousand dollars if you come in and, and do this and so <laughs> i stopped debating um, and uh and 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 it really um you know as all the military services um 
do it. I, I was offered this opportunity to kind of hit a reset button on my entire life and and be part of something that was um, bigger than me and also different than anything that I'd ever uh, thought about, anything I'd ever considered, and and allow me to um, to be somebody different. And it really, um, I don't know that I really understood that opportunity for many years, um, but uh, but for sure, you know, as I look back on it, it was, I mean, that's what this is all about. It's a, it's a, it's this chance to just say, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in this direction. I'm gonna be this kind of person. So I, so I grew up um, as an airborne linguist. I was a ground linguist for a while, a Chinese uh, Mandarin, and uh, I learned Albanian in the late uh, '90s and uh, started flying. Um, a lot of deployments, a lot of. Uh, a lot of time spent away from home. A lot of, lot of uh, work. I would um, end up getting promoted and, and having a pretty good Air Force career. I, I pinned on chief in 2009. So I mean, it's been a long time. Squadron, group, wing, NAV, MAGCOM, COCOM. Uh, worked for the assistant secretary, like, like you talked about. Got to spend all that time with you in the Pentagon, and and uh, you know, hopefully doing doing good things and and trying to. Um, follow our hearts and do what we knew to be right and uh, learned a lot along the way a lot of stuff uh, along the way in particular kind of towards the end there kind of learning how the building worked how processes worked how how things really um, happen um, and uh, and learn um, maybe a, a learn to appreciate how much work like it's not just enough to know the right thing to do you've got to know all the mechanics that that go into making the right thing to do happen and i i know as a young uh young man that complained a lot to my leadership complained a lot to every chief that came and visited me about everything that was broken i'm not sure i understood uh the work that went into to fixing things but uh you know got to got to study at the at the feet of, of an expert on that and and um yeah and and so i think when uh when the call came um you know, hopefully I was built and, and ready and I've been invested in. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully when I don't let anybody down. Yeah, uh, I thought you that was an interesting choice of words, uh, the mechanics of uh, how the building uh, works, right? Kind of a synonym for bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. so I thought you did a great job, man, uh, when you were in the building at SAFMR and and I thought uh, John Raymond made an excellent choice selecting you as uh, the chief master of the Space Force. And you you did some double duty for, for a while. Tell us about your time <clears throat> as the SEL for uh, Space Command, which is the um, combatant command. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's really part of the, the same story, right? As as um, as space became increasingly important to our nation, to our military, um, something uh, had to change. And, and it was actually uh, as far back as, as 2001 that the first bipartisan committee recommended that the Department of Defense look at creating a new um, military service. Um, so fast forward many years and, and many things happening, uh, in particular some 
interesting uh, developments in, in some of our key adversaries. And it became really apparent that, um, that we needed to do something. In fact, we needed to do two things. We needed to improve um, our war fighting um, in space so that we could uh, continue to keep our advantage. And we needed to improve um, the way that we um, organized, trained, and equipped those war fighters, right? Like it, both of those things had to happen. So the first thing that was addressed was the, the war fighting. And that's where US Space Command uh, came in. And uh, yeah, super cool honor to, to be there um, and get to stand up the command with General Raymond and, uh, and really focus on war fighting uh, and focus on uh, moving fast and, and putting together a, a staff and a team um, complete with a, with a joint task force, complete with uh, you know, all of the normal uh, you know, uh, work that goes into uh, creating uh, or running a combat command while you're creating it. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was interesting, it was, it was, it was really cool. Um, the uh, the importance of that I think can't be understated, and the importance of that has not decreased. It's only gotten um, bigger. And so uh, while we did all that and we stood up this uh, geographic combat command, I think that's an important piece too that we remember that um, U.S. Space Command is a geographic command, not a functional command. Mm. Uh, that everything from a hundred kilometers and up into you know forever. Um, is their responsibility. So, so it's a big, um, it's a big responsibility and it's not just a supporting command, but also a supported command. So there'll be times, um, and well, hopefully there won't be times of conflict, but if there's times of conflict, there, there are instances where uh, we've got a plan to support um, U.S. Space Command, not just um, for the rest of us to expect to be supported by. Um, that was a sort of a, philosophical shift as well. So to be right there in the middle of all that um, was really cool. And then uh, and then along came the the NDAA and uh, December 20th of uh, 2019 and then the stand up of the Space Force and and then then that hat goes on. And so the Space Force uh, really focused on. So how do we um, supply those warfighters, um, not just to US Space Command, although that's the primary combatant command, but you know across how do we build uh joint smart space warfighters how do we recruit them how do we retain them how do we train them how do we exercise and, and present them and so that's kind of the the two different organizations juxtaposed i was um i guess we'll say lucky enough to wear both those hats simultaneously it was um it was something that was really bittersweet because i in some ways couldn't wait. I, I had to take off that hat. We just couldn't do everything that we needed to and, and try to do both things at once. At the same time, I, I think you'd agree, if I had to pick between uh, you know fighting war and uh, doing paperwork, I, I know which one I'd always pick. So it was a little, it was a little um, sad to, to let go of that hat, but uh, it was something that we needed to do. So um, Actually, almost a year ago now, get to get to you know walk away from that, which was uh, great. And and Master Gun's uh, doing a fantastic job. I know, obviously, we, we both know him too. So uh, he's doing a great job there. They're they're doing great things in U.S. Space Command. I, I really appreciate them having that focus, so that I can focus on on everything that we're we're doing. Yeah, man, good good stuff. You know, uh, I know you you don't think about it now. I I get to think about it, 
and, uh, and there's probably at least a historian somewhere thinking about that manual. You know, this is historic, right? You know, you set up not only did you set up a, a, a brand new service as well as uh, a, a brand new uh, geographic combatant command, but you are the first chief master sergeant of the Space Force. So, you know, at some point, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, you know, you're going to be heralded much like Paul Airy was uh, or really is for us in the, in the Air Force. You know, have you have you thought much about uh, history? I know you are. You are you no, know, you know, like so, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think a couple things. Well, one, what I always say um, kind of flippantly, someone will say, what's it like being the first? I said, well, most days it's a lot like work. Like there's there's a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot going on. We're really, really busy. And so most days um, it's just a lot like work, like really, really hard work. Yeah. Um, but all kidding aside, um, I really mean it when I say that if if the only thing someone can say about me when I'm gone is I was the first, then I didn't I didn't do it right. I, I think that when when the thing that defines you is the opportunity that found you and not what you did with that opportunity, then then um, you're you you've not done enough. And and so w what I what I really hope is that while I guess I'll always have that moniker, I'll always be the first. I hope that's not the story, right? Like I, I hope that's not what people say. I hope that's not what we all collectively remember i hope we remember the things that we did the things that we put into place the difference that we made in the lives of, of human beings and in and the difference that we made in the department of defense and and for the nation i really hope that that's you know that that's the long text that that little bumper sticker yeah it's true um i hope that's that's not the the main talking points yeah and 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 the only other thing I'd say is that um, it, 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 at the same time, it's not lost on me, on any of us, right? Like we are in this special place in history. And so I do remind the team, um, my internal small team and the larger team, and I remind myself that um, every once in a while, no matter how busy we are, we, we do need to kind of just stop and be present right here where we're at. And, take it in and remember um i remember i don't know if you remember we were there together um remember the night that they signed the nda instead of the the space force right and we're sitting there in the bleachers to the side of the stage and general yeah. on the stage you, you remember that but i remember the really terrible music that they were playing do you remember the terrible music that they were playing uh, like there's little things like that that you're like man how did they come up with like Carl Carlton back to back with Fleetwood Mac? Like who decided that was the soundtrack before the NDAA? Like who decided that? Like where did this come from? Those are, I think, the kind of things that, you know, I hope one day, um, I remember we went to the, to the embassy suites, you know, after that and we toasted with paper cups because all we had were paper cups, right? Like our celebration. Uh, on our birthday was was with paper cups. And I, I think I'll always, at all the Space Force birthdays, as long as I live, like I'll look, be looking to toast, you know, with a paper cup for that reason. And so, 
it's not lost on us. And and I do kind of hope that we're all taking a little bit of time to breathe it in and to to be present for the little things and to remember, um, you know, the 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 small stuff and the details that I think one day will will make us smile. Yeah. No, man, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really that concerned about people only remembering you as the first because, you know, I've seen your work firsthand and I, and I know what you can do and I know the things that uh, you've been doing and the impact that you've been making for the space for. So, so no issues there, but uh, I'll be looking for you in the, in the history books, my man. Yeah, hey, you also mentioned this, this kind of back and forth you had with, uh, with your recruiter when you were first uh, about to join. Tell me, tell me, you know, what advice would you give to a young high school student, uh, uh, a young college graduate or a young enlisted uh, airman who's thinking about uh, joining or transitioning to the Space Force? Yeah. So, um, yeah, by the way, my, I, I remember my recruiter's name was Brian Booth. I, if anybody out there remembers old Sergeant Booth uh, and wants to put him in touch with me, I'd love to give him a coin and tell him that uh, maybe he got something right. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I think that uh, first and foremost, I think I would tell um, any young person in America that um, I believe in them. I think there's too many folks, you know, as old as we are, um, that for whatever reason have um, have adopted this narrative that, uh, oh, they're this or they're that or, you know, whatever. And um, and I would say, man, aren't we aren't we to a point? What well, haven't we learned this lesson by now that they are us and they will be uh, better than 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 we probably think they will be. Um, and so I think that's the first thing I would say is, is I believe in you. I believe in the talent. I believe in the selflessness. I see it in young people. I think it's just as present as it ever has been. And I think that um, that there are few things um, kind of more noble and more pure and more ancient than um, than serving your nation. And so, I, you know, I really, I think to consider, to even consider serving uh, in uniform for your country in any of the services is such a, it's such a cool thing. And I, I think I just um, probably just thank them for, for being in that place, right? Regardless of how they went forward. From a Space Force perspective, um, I just try to be honest. I don't know that it's gonna be, uh, well, I know that it's not gonna be for everyone. There's a lot of stuff that we still don't know that we still haven't figured out. There's a lot of aspirations we have that um, we we don't quite know how we're going to get there. I've said many times, um, you know, I've compared us to a startup company. I think we've got a great uh, philosophy. I think we've got a great vision. I, we've got a lot of belief in ourselves. We've got a lot of really talented people, and all of those things make me a hundred percent certain that um, that we're going to get where where we want to go. Um, I can't judge anybody for not being 100% certain along with me, right? Like that, that's, everybody has to make their own choice. And so I think that um, it's important that we're honest about that so that anybody that signs up for the team understands the risk, understands the expectations and knows that, that you know, they're signing up to be part of their own future, that we're going to lean on them to help us, you know, figure this out. And then if what they want is a checklist of, you know, do these things and this will be the outcome 
um, that's not that's not going to happen in the space force and so i i think that's important um and and i think uh i think i'll tell them that we feel like our size gives us a bit of uh of an opportunity that a larger organization doesn't have to um to invest in them as individuals to um to consider their loved ones to consider um their uh kind of holistic uh uh personality and this composite of all the things that make you up as a human being um that we feel we can look at that with a degree of intimacy that uh, larger organizations can't we we feel like we can account for it um and that we can spend this career whether it's four years or 40 years of investing in them and, and doing what we can to uh, maximize the the human being uh to maximize um uh, everything that they're supposed to be and, and i really um i'd rather and i know this won't surprise you I'd, I'd rather um play those sort of infinite games like let's talk about maximizing your potential let's not talk about making you this much money or getting you promoted on this timeline or getting you this many assignments um those types of goals i think are are easy to to promise and sometimes they're easy to deliver um, they're certainly easy to count but um, i'm not sure that they um, are the enduring kind of growth and the the enduring uh lasting journey that we want for guardians and that we want for ourselves so i i think most of my message will continue to be around sort of these long uh games and and more of this sort of um uh kind of limitless uh ideas and not so much the specific stuff hopefully yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and, and i think uh you know i tell you i'm i'm one of your biggest fans and one of your biggest uh recruiters for the space force so when all my friends tell me they got kids that are thinking about joining the air force i, I always direct them to hey man make sure you check out the space force and and uh, see if that's a good fit for for your uh, for your kid. Um, let's let's go back to your Air Force career. So you 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 spent uh, you and I came in uh, right around the same time, I think, uh, and so almost thirty years or so in the Air Force, and now you got a couple of years under your belt in the Space Force. Um, tell me about what what's been hard for you over over your entire career, man, and 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 what strategies did you employ to get through the the tough times man oh man you know i i i think i think i was always my my problem my i mean the the, the biggest struggles i had uh how, how do we say it the common thread in all my challenges is me um, <laughs> i i think i um i have no idea how I managed to um, stay out of my way enough um, to continue to serve, uh, especially as a young airman, I was, um, I know I was a challenge. I was really, really lucky to have great supervisors and great leaders that um, took care of me, that um, were patient and understanding and always allowed me to um, kind of be me um, without allowing me to be me too much and um and over time you know sort of figure that out and grow up and mature and and got got some really good mentoring and really good um coaching along the way as i got older um 
I think, um, yeah, maybe now I think their strategy. I think early on, I know it was luck. I mean, it really was, it was luck that I made it at all. Um, and so, um, I think now I'm a lot more deliberate. I'm a lot more deliberate about the way that I live my life, about the way that I take care of my body, of my mind, which are the same thing. Um, I think we, um, that's maybe, uh, you know, um, strategy number one is to remember that this isn't uh, hocus pocus going on up here. It's chemicals, it's, uh, it's uh, hormones, it's electricity, and it's uh, it's a very physical thing, your brain. And if you're not getting enough sleep or you're not uh, eating right or you're not uh, unplugging, um, if you're not hydrating, like you're not setting yourself up mentally for uh, success. And so I think I do um, really try to prioritize to to my uh, to my health, to my fitness across I, I i think um one thing i don't see us walking away from in the space force i i love the air force comprehensive uh, airman fitness model um i love all four of those domains i think they're all four critical and so i really do um just try to make sure right like am i um am i finding harmony in my life am i uh taking time to remind the, the people i care about that i care about them am i pausing to thank my teammates am i uh, taking care of my body. Am I getting enough sleep? Um, that's so important that you get enough sleep. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I, honestly, man, like early on, I, I just, I was lucky. I'm like, don't anybody use my career as a blueprint. Like it's, it's, um, it's no way. Like that's not, it's, it's not a swing to, to emulate, right? Like no coaches should look at me and go, oh, do what he did. Like, no way. I was a train wreck. Well, you know, in a roundabout way, man, I think it's actually the perfect blueprint. You know, your I think my career and your career are very, very similar. We started off kind of rocky and and, and finished uh, fairly, fairly strong. And I know you're still finishing. But uh, I actually think it's the perfect blueprint uh, because I think most people look at uh, a guy like yourself and think like, wow, man, this guy must have had a a perfect career. He's always done everything right. And so when they're going through their struggles, when they're having their tough times, you know, being able to look back and say, man, uh, you know, Toby overcame, Toby overcame this and he's still, you know, um, overcoming obstacles and challenges. And, you know, one of the ways that he's doing it today is by, you know, and I preached this for a long time. We used to talk about it all the time, putting your mask on first. Right. Yeah taking care of your mind and your body. I'm still working on that sleep thing, man. I, I really, really applaud you for, uh, you know, being able to, to, to do that, get full eight, 10 hours of sleep every, every night. I, you know, I I, I'll tell you, um, when I, when I travel, sometimes there's exceptions when I travel cause you know, time zones and all that kind of stuff and hard schedules. But, um, but I have not, uh, except for traveling. Uh, and then even when I travel, not very often, but there are times, I haven't used an alarm clock to wake up now in years. Wow. And and I'll tell you what, it it is an absolute game changer to go, wait a minute, I'm sleepy, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and when I wake up, then I'll I'll wake up. And and um at least for me, uh in a relatively short amount of time, 
of like listening to your own kind of rhythm, your diurnal rhythm, um, you'll get enough sleep. Like I know some people are like, well, I'll wake up and I won't be able to go back to sleep. Yeah, but you can, if you focus on it, if you, if you prioritize the sleep hygiene, um, you really can, I think, dial it in. It's what, yeah, well, you will have to have a sleeping contest. You know? <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how to do it. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, and you're right. Like, so um, sort of like the my entire life, I always say, like, I wouldn't change anything about my life. It's it's made me who I am. You and I talk about this often, the no regrets kind of uh, mentality. At the same time, I don't know that I would wish my life, like, I, I wouldn't wish my life on my children, but I wouldn't same. change my life, you know, that built me. And so I, I do think, um, yeah, and the one thing on top of what you said, I'm very, um, I'm very proud of the fact that um, I consistently get feedback that says that I'm the same person that I, that I was. Uh, you're the same person I knew 15 years ago. You're the same person I knew 10 years ago. I think if there's one thing um, that I hope people always see and, and can learn from my example is you don't have to trade in who you are to be successful. And if somebody's and this is at work, at home, in your marriage. If someone's trying to make you be something different to be successful, then you don't need to be successful in their eyes. Like you need to do something else. Like that's not that's not don't improve. That's like trade in who you are, right? Like if you can't be you, then you need to do something else. Like you deserve to do something else. Yeah. Hey man. So what about uh, you? Think you'll be the CX someday? You just keep going. You like to energize <laughs> money, man. You just Going, 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 and going. You know, I was thinking that's funny because when you were saying that earlier, you pointed out that we kind of came in at the same time, and I'm like, yeah. So who's more successful? Like you over here growing a goatee, and I'm still working. Like I, I'm not sure. This is uh, this. I think I lost. I think I lost this contest, um, dude. I'll tell you. Um, I I am so happy and so proud. Um, and so honored to have this uh, responsibility. And um, I'm just hoping I get to the finish line without uh, messing it up. And then uh, and then I'm going fishing. Yeah, I expected you to say that. So when you <laughs> see that, man, we'll do this again. We'll have a whole nother. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't even, don't, don't. Hey, you know, we, we always talked about, man, when we were doing this together, um, balance, and then we 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 called it uh, harmony. Um, I know you got a beautiful wife, uh, Rachel. You got a couple of uh, cats that that uh, you know are part of the family. How how especially in this new role uh, with so much stuff that you're responsible for, you know, how are you finding balance? Uh, you know, other than you know getting the right amount of sleep, and you've always taken care of your body and uh, ate healthy and whatnot. What, what are you doing to, you know, keep that harmony, uh, in your life? Yeah. So, um, I, it's kind of little things. It's, it's hard, right? Um, Rich and I go for a walk just, just about every single night we go for a walk around, uh, Andrews. Um, it's important to us as little, you know, sometimes it's 45 minutes, sometimes it's an hour and a half, but, um, uh, we got, we went out and bought, fancy umbrellas. So if it's raining, we can still go for a walk. And, um, 
it, it matters, right? Like I leave my phone sitting at home and go for a walk with my wife. And that might be the only thing I get to do uh, in a day with her, um, which is why I think we stopped saying balance and started saying harmony. That That's enough to remain in harmony, right? Like the quality of that thing and that conversation and, and that fresh air and so depending on the day, sometimes a little vitamin D or whatever, um, it, it, it really matters. Um, I think um, we try to be um, as open and communicative as possible. It's hard enough to, um, uh, it's hard enough to have uh, challenges or have frustrations. Um, they're doubly hard if you have to carry them alone. And so um, try to be sort of as communicative as possible and honest. Uh, so that uh, so that I'm not carrying around anything that I don't have to carry around, right? And and I think we're really, um, especially like I, I'm just really lucky um, because uh, Ray and I just have such a we, we got a good thing, and and we really do. Um, I mean, it's I know it's kind of cliche, but we really are best friends, and so it, it that makes it easier. I'm not as uh, close and COVID has been a challenge, right? Not as close with my uh, sons, my grown sons as, as I want to be. I'm hoping uh, as we're getting masks off and starting to move around a little bit that I'll uh, spend a little bit of more time with them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah, man, I, I think uh, and I've always, you know, applauded you for uh, being uh, such a good role model, not not just for the young service members, but I, I thought you were an excellent role model for uh, your your colleagues, uh, all of us, the the fellow chiefs who are out hooting and hollering and and uh, and and hanging out and and stuff. And and you were always, uh, you know, taking care of your business, man, taking care of your body, making sure you got the right amount of sleep, eating healthy, and and. Uh, and like I said, I, I just learned uh, a ton from you, man. So uh, I, I appreciate everything you did for me. Uh, I appreciate your friendship and all the great talks and discussions that we had. And, and like I said, one of the things that I took from you is the power of uh, the power of moments, which is one of the books that uh, I can't remember if you recommended to me or if we read around the same time. But I remember hearing you talk about some stuff from the book and, and then quickly. Uh, it became one of my favorites. But what what do you read now, man? What's uh, if you had three book recommendations to give to our audience? What what would it be? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> man, what am I reading now? I just uh, I just uh, finished the book, and I for some reason I can't think. Oh, so you know, Malcolm wrote a new book. Um, that was uh, I thought really interesting, right? Obviously, it's about uh, about the Air Force, and so I thought uh, the bomber mafias. Very interesting, and uh, apropos to some of the things we're doing as we're starting um, trying to build our own culture and step away, you know, from the Air Force, and how, how do we do that? And and also, I think good reminders about, um, you know, hey, if I'm going to be a zealot, uh, uh, am I going to have blind spots and different things? I, I thought it was um, pretty well written, and and in the audio version, get to listen to your old boss in the in the uh, conversations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And um, uh, and I read a book called Nine Lies About Work that I, I thought was quite good that Chief uh, Amber Mitchell uh, made me read. I always do what Chief Mitchell says. She made me read it too, man. Same yeah. book. <laughs> so, so uh, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that was good. And, uh, you know, every time someone asks me about uh, books these days, 
I always uh, I always bring up the Sneetches uh, by Dr. Seuss. If you remember the old Sneetches story, that was where some of the Sneetches were born with stars, and then some of the Sneetches were born without stars, and uh, and the star Sneetches were the favorite ones, and then the and the ones that didn't have stars. And some dude comes along and invents a machine that starts painting stars on and taking stars off. And I, I think it's a really good uh, lesson uh, for four-year-olds that we all can remember that, um, you know, that what we look like, that the stuff that we accumulate, um, uh, that the that the status we have is all uh, nonsense, right? And that the things that really matter are, are who we are inside and, and how we take care of each other. And, and uh, yeah, and, and that by, by coveting stuff, um, you're, you're really not setting yourself up for any long-term success anyway. And, and we should all value uh, the uh, making a difference, right? Make value changing the world. Yeah. Hey, I, I got a book recommendation for you, man. It's called okay. uh, A More Beautiful Question. A More Beautiful Question. I'm writing it down. Warren, Warren Berger. A okay. More Beautiful Question, yeah. And uh, the reason that, I, and I actually thought about you as I was reading through it because uh, it's really about the power and importance of asking questions, of encouraging, you know, our children to ask more questions, uh, to challenge things, to to whatnot. And that was one of the things I always remembered about you, man, is that uh, you encouraged our young airmen to challenge the status quo, to not just settle. And when they ask <clears throat> questions, especially questions like why, why do we have to do this? You know, you would entertain them and help them, you know, shape the question and get it to a point where you and I could take it and and actually do something with it. So, uh, again, that's one of the one of the many things, man, I always appreciated about you. I think we we had that in in, in common in a, in a sense is that, uh, you know, we always questioned the status quo and, and didn't settle for, hey, this is the way we've we've always done it. And, and that's just a great way to be. Yeah, you know, um so we're talking about this, right? Like when, when you and I grew up and, and then even older than us, like I remember, like if I wanted to, uh, to answer a question that I didn't have an answer to, I, I got on my bicycle. I rode four miles into town. I went to the library, right? If it was open, I went to the card catalog. We go through the card catalog. I find what I need. I go find a book and then I look up the answer. Like it was really hard to, to figure something out. Right. And, and I think that if you grew up like that, that the cost, if you will, of asking questions was high, right? Like, like, wait a minute, you ask a question, that's a lot of work. Why would you ask me, like, like you do all that work? And now fast forward to where every answer to every question, all the knowledge of mankind is in the palm of my hand. Mm -hmm. And so now as a young person, like there's no cost to asking questions. I'll just Google the answer. And I really think that even just the act of asking a question is just valued very, very differently generationally. And we can't judge that. I'm like, of course they're asking you because they don't think it's a big deal to ask. Like they could Google, they could tweet the Queen of England. They can like, why would they care about asking you a question? Like you can't just stand back and, and be mad at them about it, right? Like let them ask and help them answer. Oh, and by the way, if the answer to why is because I said so, you, I mean, that's not leading right like like if there's a what i said the other day if there's a nexus between your position 
and your influence. You don't actually have any influence, right? Like, like it, it can be do it because I said so. And so I, yeah, I, I appreciate that, 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 um, that you, you say I entertain, you know, their questions. I, I feel like, I mean, we're obligated, like we've got to listen to them or we're going to all collectively uh, go nowhere because, um, man, questions are important. We should be questioning everything, especially these days. We should yeah. question everything. Yeah. Sorry, no. I got all crazy, got off on it. <laughs> you, no, knew that. you knew you are going to spin me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, I just appreciate, uh, you know, all, all that you are. Uh, to not just the Space Force, but, you know, you've had a huge impact as I look at. Uh, I saw a picture the other day of a bunch of, um, you know, Intel uh, chiefs. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, yeah, Toby raised most of these uh, young young men and women. And, and they're all out in the Air Force uh, doing really well. And they still look up to you, man, just like me and, and so many of the other folks uh, across the force. So, um, you know, let, let me say thanks, man. Uh, we're, we're just about out of time, but... Uh, I want to say thank you, brother, for uh, mostly for your friendship. You know, I love what you've done for the Air Force. I love what you've what you're continuing to do for the Space Force. I still think you're going to be a SEAC or you're going to find something else to do. And you'll be 40 years in and we'll be doing this and I'll have a full gray beard by then. But uh, I, I do uh, really, really value more than any of that, the, the friendship that we built. Uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, you don't find people, you don't find good friends that that often, man. So again, let me say thanks. And, and then I'd like to give you the floor, man, for any final thoughts or, or uh, you know, comments that you might have for our airmen and your guardians. Yeah, so uh, thanks, man. It's always good to see you and, and talk to you. And uh, I mean, you just say way uh, too nice of things about me. I, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, um, appreciate you. Uh, you know, I, I think um, if if we're talking about helping people, right? Um, I think as you said, we have to remember to put the mask on first. Um, but we also have to uh, remember that if we're really going to help people, um, it's got to be about helping people. Like we have to value the difference that we can make in other people's lives. I think we get a little bogged down in, in uh, stuff, in positions, in, in collecting all the Pokemon uh, for our uniform. And, and really, um, there's such incredible um, satisfaction and such joy and peace and, and fulfillment in in helping other people and changing their lives. And, and I, I just think every one of us um, could probably do a little better than we're doing. And, uh, and every one of us would find ourselves in a better place as we help, you know, help other people. So thanks for doing this podcast. Thanks as always for, uh, you know, for, for what you do and what you've done. Thanks for the help that you've given me. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. It's a good time. Yeah, man. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, and make sure you let uh, all of your guardians know, man, that the Air Force Aid Society is always here for them. So if you guys ever need anything, make sure that, that you reach out and and uh, we'll find uh, more ways to partner here. here. But uh, all right, teammates, this has been the Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. 
uh, I'm Kay Wright, your CEO of the Air Force Aid Society. Uh, man, what a fantastic opportunity for me to spend some time with uh, a good friend and a great human being, uh, Chief Roger Toby Toberman, the Chief Master Sergeant of the United States Space Force. So until next time, signing off here. You guys take care and uh, we'll see you around. Thank you.